Hey guys, this is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. Hey guys, this is Chloe. I'm so glad you guys are here today. We are in for a special treat. We're going to hear from Jenny and her daughter, Kate. Kate is awesome and full of wisdom, and I know you guys are going to enjoy this episode. Now, here's Jenny and her daughter, Kate. So I am here with Kate Allen, and I want you to meet her. So Kate, why don't you tell everybody who you are? Hi, I'm Kate. I'm Jenny's daughter. How old are you? How old am I? I am 17. I'm going to my senior year of high school, and I run. I do cross country and track, but that doesn't mean I necessarily love running. I'm a human. Um, <laughs> I. You're an artist. I'm an artist, yes. I'm a seven wing eight <laughs> for you Instagram people. I feel like that gives a pretty good idea. Which is exactly what I am. So, Oops. Or eight wing seven. We don't really know. I think she's an eight wing seven. Or four. Because she's always challenging okay. me. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. So let's talk a little bit about our friendship because yeah. it's just the last few years that yeah. we would call each other good friends. So let's talk about how that happened. Yeah. Well, I'd say that happened freshman year like second semester, I, at the, my old school, just went through some friend drama second semester of freshman year, just because, you know, we went into freshman year and kind of became this little click right out of insecurity of like needing that high school friend group. And as anything that is built on that, it fell apart, you know, second semester. And so we all started fighting like cats and dogs. And um, somewhere in the middle of that, just found myself with like no friends and everyone was mad at me and it was tense with everybody and I didn't really tell my mom or like really anybody for probably two weeks um just because I really wasn't walking with the Lord at that time and like I there was some of the stuff they were saying was valid and so it was a little embarrassing and I remember breaking down and calling you like it was just so low and I was just so lonely and it was a really dark time and I called you and I, cause you had always said, Hey, like if you ever need counseling for any reason, like we're so for that. And I think I called you and I wouldn't even tell you what it was about. I was just like, mom, I don't know what's wrong with me. I need counseling. Like I could barely even get it out. And you, of course, you know, you were like, you made you were like, well, you've got to tell me what it's about. Unless it's me, then you <laughs> will just send you. Um, I was like, no, it's not about you. And I told you it was just about friends. And that night we got sushi and walked around Town Lake and just talked it all out. And I remember in that season, like I really didn't have anything to do on the weekends because I wasn't getting invited in anything. So I just remember like for that following month, just hanging out with you and you were just so good to push me towards scripture. And so that season was just hanging out with my mom and reading my Bible. And it sounds really sad, but it was really like, that was the season that kind of shifted everything for me and kind of God was so gracious to just tear that identity out of friends. And obviously I still struggle with that, but I just think, and like we became such good friends in that. And so I'm really thankful for it. Who do you say your best friend is? Mama. (laughs) (laughs) Just bragging. That's humble bragging Uh right there. Cause Uh I mean it like it. So let me tell you about that day for me. Mm -hmm. So I was missing my sister specifically on that day so much, so Mm -hmm. much so that I was 
just, I was feeling really lonely and I was really sad. This totally separate storyline. And I remember that night when we went to sushi and went to on a walk around town, like I thought that is exactly what I'm missing. I'm just missing the easy person that I'm safe with, that I love, that I just can tell anything to. And so you were experiencing me as a friend for the first time, but I was experiencing you as a friend for the first time too. And I remember thinking, I'll probably never live in the same town with either of my sisters again. But what I never saw coming, and it makes me teary, is that my best friend, and I believe Caroline will be the same way as, as she gets older, my best friends were in my house. And, you know, and I think that you should never go to college and live here forever. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's coming soon. But I love that I'm okay with that because I love who you are. I love who we're sending into the world. And I know that our relationship will still be there. Like we'll still, I will force it to always <laughs> be there. You know, I will. Yes. Um, so let's talk about another season for you because that was a really lonely, hard season. And it was, it was, it was dark and it was dark for a long time, candidly. I mean, it wasn't just a week or two weeks oh, yeah. of hard friendship. That was longer than that. And, and so fast forward, we sit you down in our living room in Austin and tell you that we are moving cities Yeah, and this would be going into your sophomore year. So let's talk about what that felt like and what it's been like to jump into a very large public high school as a brand new girl and really not having many connections or friends. Well, I mean, I think about that day sitting on the couch because, you know, we grew up in Austin. And so I just remember y'all telling me that and I think I just shook my head and like tears rolled down my face and like I was in just complete denial and it it wasn't even like at the time it wasn't really the fear of the unknown it was like the just instant loss of everything I'd ever known and like a future that I think I just mentally felt entitled to all of that just in a second it was just like gone and so ran to my room, couldn't even make it to my bed, fell on the floor crying and just stayed in there for the rest of the day. But just like, I remember in that season, I was coming off of a really sweet season because you think end of freshman year, God had just kind of shifted my priorities and helped me to just get a bigger perspective, which all of it was in preparation for this. And like, I look back at it and like, I remember after, you know, my friends started inviting me back to stuff and I'd sit there and I would be so lonely and much more lonely than when they hadn't invited me because I just realized how different our perspectives were then and I realized that like just the fleetingness of everything that we had been talking about that past year and I remember literally all I did was I just grabbed three people that I thought kind of got it like they just kind of got it we didn't talk about Jesus with any of them even though it was a Christian private school but I just grabbed them and we went to La Madeline's and I just kind of sat down I was like we talk about what we love and we all say we love Jesus but we literally never talk about Jesus outside of school and we just like started that conversation and that's kind of, and it wasn't at the time I didn't view it as ministry. I didn't view it as discipleship. I just saw it as like desperation and needing friends that were on the same page as me. And so, but coming off of that season, I think was the most helpful thing going into a new school because I kind of learned what it looks like to culture build in a way that's not necessarily going along and conforming to the culture that you're already in, but it's finding your people and camping out and like literally just that, like, talking about what you love and it needs to be Jesus and like that. I still talk to those people all the time. We have our little La Madeline's. I don't know why we went to La Madeline's. It seems like a quiet place for conversations. But um, and so and those are some of the people I still stay in touch with. 
So this is actually why I wanted you to come on the podcast is mm-hmm. because I think one of the main things I hear from people about why they don't have community is they don't know how to take the first steps and build mm-hmm. it. And you had to do it in different ways. So in that mm-hmm. season, you had to do it around spiritual things. These are friends you've known for a long time, but you wanted those friendships to go deeper. But in the coming season, when you started a huge, big school, you're going to have to do it from scratch. So let's talk about that that first day in Dallas and what that looked like when you knew nobody. Um, terrifying. It's one of those things where you literally can't do anything to prepare. You just go out and buy your new kid outfit for the first day of school and that's about it. I remember, well, I started running cross country and that was kind of where I got to talk to people while we were running and <laughs> this sounds so sad, but it was literally the best thing. But I, this was not my idea, but I have a question book and it just has all kinds of questions ranging from what, if you were a natural disaster, what natural disaster would you be to what <laughs> does the gospel mean today for you? Like literally every single like funny hard, soul-wrenching, like all the things. And so I think I would just pray before that the Holy Spirit would give me the right questions to ask for each person. And I remember walking away from certain runs and just feeling so full because I just got to get really get to know these people and in a really big school. And honestly, just the world, like you can know a lot of people, but not know anyone. And I think that in that big public school, people do not feel known and they're putting out this persona um, of what they want to look like to people. And the second that you start kind of chipping away and showing that you really want to know more about them, they kind of break and they're like, they take a deep breath and they realize like, that's exhausting. And, but they've never known anything else. And so it's just, it was really cool as like first semester, it was a lot of just asking people random questions, maybe not even about Jesus. uh, And I want to interrupt you there. Just that shocked people. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I, people would like, I, I, like it would go wrong sometimes. Like I remember this one girl I was on a run with was like, why are you asking me so many questions? I was like, oh, I, like, I just want to get to know. She's like, it's weird. I just want to run. <laughs> like, she was just like, I don't want to talk while I run. And no one, like plenty of people didn't take it right. But in that season, I literally had nothing to lose. And it was like, I didn't have anybody outside of that. So it was like, go ask all the risky questions. And I think I mean, I've even watched it myself and I, I don't like this, but just as I've kind of settled in and become more comfortable by having comfortable people, I kind of lose that nothing to lose mentality. And like you kind of go into things with a little more caution, like, oh, I kind of want to keep my friends and keep this reputation that I've put on. But I mean, the truth is it's still, it's all for the kingdom. And I think even though in that season, it was kind of for, I mean, I remember wrestling. I told, I, I remember going to lunch with you and I was wrestling. I was like, am I doing this for comfort? Like, am I doing this? so that people like me and I, I have people that I know in rooms and it would be like really big, scary questions. And you were like, don't overthink this. Like <laughs> you're getting to know people so that you can go um, just be Jesus to them later. And even if it's not spiritual questions, like that's a type of love that they don't see because it's not benefiting you by knowing all the little details about their siblings and their dogs, like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. Well, and I was actually just having a conversation with a friend downstairs who's got young kids and she asked me like, why how did you build these secure teenagers? Like, how are they so secure? And I was like, okay, first of all, that is God. And second of all, the only thing was we weren't afraid to push them into uncomfortable things. Mm -hmm. And they learned to be comfortable with discomfort. And I think, Kate, what you're telling everybody right now is everybody knows that feeling of being the new kid. And it's worse in high school than as an adult, but it's really the same. Like we don't ever change it. I remember when you would describe what you were feeling, I was feeling the same thing because I had to make all new friends too. And 
I was terrified that it was not going to happen for me. You know, I, I mean, I was, I was scared and watching you be so intentional to not be afraid of being rejected, to lean into deep conversations that people were not used to having. You actually walked out of that season that year with three or four best friends that you will have for the rest of your life. I have no doubt. I know these girls well, and I mean, they are the most solid, incredible girls. So talk a little bit about what God blessed you with, with all that intention and scary part (laughs) and, and what they mean to you. Yeah, I would say, well, one, they're probably going to listen to this later and they're my favorite people in the world. Oh my goodness. Besides you, mom. Thanks. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, I think having that support system kind of behind that. And again, that was just God spoiling me because I, I, there's been seasons where I haven't had that. Um, and I've had to like at my old school, I wouldn't say I had that. And you know, there's, there's, goodness in that season of just getting to draw in close to God and that extra dependency of he's the only one that you just don't feel lonely with and just getting to talk to him when you're in big groups of people but just in the move he was just really kind to give me Brinkley and like and I don't think I'd ever had somebody my age that was walking kind of in the same space like just in their walk with the Lord before and I think having that and we're so different oh my goodness we're polar opposites but having that person that I like feel completely safe with and don't have to think about how to be with. And I just get to unload on her and she unloads on me. And like, it's just the most like, just we work off of each other. We're a great team. I think having that base of like someone I can always come back to, even when it's hectic and you're in a big group of people and you might feel not seen or you might feel just like you messed up um, and then getting to go back to her and kind of laugh it off with her. I think it was the biggest blessing and even just getting we were in similar seasons because she had lost some friends uh, just moving to college. And I remember like me and you prayed going into it. The only thing we prayed for, we were like, we didn't pray for a big group. We didn't pray for like all these big, like a huge community that we felt like like it was just like we prayed for one friend and just that one friend to completely get me and just be at that similar place of just maturity in their walk with the Lord. Because what I found actually, because, you know, moving from a school where I kind of had my group of people versus now where I have a couple people and then I have a lot of just friends kind of branched out of that, that just having a couple of those core people and I might not even like, I wouldn't even call that really like a friend group. I don't know. But it's just those people that are at a similar place with you and they can fill you up. Like, I think it's so important because then you're not obsessed with this like friend group and all the drama and like being all of the inner workings of that. And you're more able to go and branch out and be a fill up person for other people that you don't necessarily have to be your best friend or to be in your friend group. And you don't have to fit in all the little boxes that people want to put you in with friend groups because you just have like a couple individual people. I think that's been really good for me at a big public school and getting to just branch out and get to know everybody I can. Hey guys, I just wanted to drop in and remind you about the free friend guide download we created for you. It's a helpful seven-step guide to being a healthy friend and making healthy friendships, and you can get it right in your inbox. If you follow Jenny on Instagram a couple weeks ago, she posted um, these two posts that were like how to be a good friend, how to not be a good friend, and y'all, it was gold. So this guide is just more of that. It's deeper. We've got some scriptures and some things to pray for. So head to Jenny's website, JennyAllen.com. Drop your email in and it'll get right to your inbox. So now back to Jenny and Kate. (laughs) 
What would you say to people that are in a season where friendship is hard and they don't have their people? Yeah, I'd say, I mean, like not even having that one person, that's also God's kindness. And I think that in that season that is so hard, but just, I just remember in that season freshman year when I would be hanging out and literally like you just, you're listening to the conversation, you just don't relate to any of it. And it's just hard and lonely, lonely, lonely. And I just remember those are the times, like I think when I walk into a room and I know everybody, I don't really talk to God in those spaces because it's kind of like, oh, I don't need him. Like I'm comfortable, I've got my people. But I think being in a group of people where you don't really know where everybody stands, you don't feel like you're on the same page with everybody. It just creates that dependence of just in your head, you are just praying for the words and you like, you just have to keep praying like for continuous, like I'm filled in the truth of the gospel and I don't have to measure up to these people. Cause I think that's the biggest thing that we leave with our, that pit in our stomach is like, we feel like we didn't measure up and we didn't like, we weren't the person that we needed, these people needed us to be. And so I think it's the security in that. Cause I think I discovered like a new aspect of the gospel in that, just in like that needing to have my friends, like all of that ripped up so that I didn't put my identity in that and like wasn't leaning on that and leaning on my standing with other people. When you get tired and you don't wanna take risks anymore with friendships and it feels like I'm never gonna have close friends, I'm ne- this is never gonna work, what do you do? What, what does that time look like where you don't give up? I think recently, just as far as the character of God goes, I've been leaning into when it says like he's, our hiding place and our shelter. And I think even as an extrovert who likes to go out and be with people and feels that lack whenever I can't go out with a a group of people, I think it's learning to be content and being alone in my room and just getting to fill up there and be energized from that. Because there's always gonna be, the other thing is there's always gonna be younger people and there's always gonna be people that you can reach out to that do need you. And you can always go be that community for other people, even if the people around you that might be your peers Because that's the other thing. Peers can be ministry too and like usually are, um, especially in high school. But like the truth is, even if you're a freshman, like you can always go get a group of seventh graders together and be pouring into them. And that can be like a source of your community because we are built to be with people. And you can also reach out to older people. I think mentors are huge. And I remember in that season, whether that was talking to you or just other mentors in my life, that was a big source of community. And that's kind of where you get filled up and then you're able to pour out because you know you need those people and it changes for me fill up and pour out friends that change like the percentage of time that I'm with people that kind of encourage me and I feel more full when I'm with them versus the people that you know might drain me more but I think like when you know when the bible says don't surround yourselves with fools he's talking about in that group of your core fill up people that you go to for encouragement. You know, you need to be going out to people that don't know Jesus or might be those drained people. But I think for me, like the percentage of time, it's one at my very healthiest, it's 50-50. You know, it's 50% hanging out with fill up people and 50% hanging out with pour out people. But I'd say most seasons it's 75-25 and then I need that encouragement because I'm weak and I like to go with the culture and conform. And I need that group of people that are encouraging me to be better so that I can really go be that 100% for those pour out people. Because if I'm not really filled up, then I'm really not giving anything to those people that I'm pouring out to, you know, or if I'm just working out of my own power and my own energy level that I might have that day, as opposed to 
actually, you know, being what God wants for that person. I think that's just been a huge thing for me to realize is like figure out, like even if it's literally make a list and obviously don't share it with anybody, but just like these are my fill up people and I feel encouraged when I'm with them and these are my pour out people and figuring out what it looks like in a time schedule just like to be hanging out with those people that encourage you more if not the same as those people that you know are draining so I want to talk a little bit more about our relationship because before anybody thinks like oh my gosh that's so cute they're best friends they have no problems (laughs) we got to fight this week oh yeah well I mean it was more it's just a little like conflict yes because with me and you it's like I guess what was it this week we just kind of I think our word was every time we got together it felt like we had to gear up like like kind of like get tense and like get ready to push back because we were fighting yes because we were fighting for sure but it was like a bunch of little things and it was that we hadn't vocalized it to each other Um, that we went to sushi again that's what we yes we go to sushi Every single time. And yeah, we just talk it out, I think. Well, and I think that's important because I think that's always true. I always say if you have not had a conflict, oh yeah, you're not good friends. Like you yeah. have to be able to conflict well. And I, that night, it, it was just kind of storing up and you'd been busy and mm-hmm. I still have to be your mom. And, yeah. you know, it's not just like we're best friends. I still have to parent you for <laughs> another year anyway. Yeah, And so there's definitely tension in that. And I think what I love is is that night I think you brought up like, hey, I don't like it doesn't feel as fun right now to be with you, (laughs) kind of what you were saying. And I was like, well, let me tell you how it feels to be with you. (laughs) And we kind of let each other talk. And it was awesome because I think after we hurt each other, we understood like how we kind of been neglecting each other or hurting each other. And I just I think it's just important to hear that side of it, too. Like it's not like bliss and like we're always like skipping through our front yard. Yeah. And our lives. <laughs> I don't think we've ever skipped through our front yard. Yeah, I have. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Not with me. Um, this is what I, how I want to close. You listening? No, look at me. I want to tell you how proud of you I am. And I want to tell you, look at me, that you are someone I look up to. And your walk with God and how you pursue him reminds me to pursue him. Like you have not just been a good friend because it's fun to get sushi with you and to do life with you. You have been a good friend because you have spurred on my faith and made me and challenged me and made me see things differently too. And I was surprised by that. I did not expect to have these kids that make me better and that I want to be like. So it's fun to be your mom and your friend. And I was, you know, I had to have you on here when we're talking about relationships, because you're one of the most important women in my life. And I just am really grateful for you. Love you. Mommy. And this is a funny thing with this is like, anytime I'm telling my story to someone, the first thing I say is I'm spoiled rotten with two parents that love each other and above everything, they love God. And I think, you know, somebody will be like, oh my goodness, like you're so lucky to have Jenny Allen and all, which is the silliest thing. Cause it's like, that's not, none of that is like, Real. You know, they don't even get it. Yeah. I'm like, you don't even know um, whether that's... <laughs> you don't even know how jacked up she is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's wrestling through all of it. Like, that's... I love all of it. You know, even if that's sitting over sushi and, like, getting angry at each other and, like, and all of it just because, you know, it's us fighting for us. And just in every season, like, I look at how just a big part of it you've been, whether that's in that freshman year, because I'd say that was the one of the biggest turning points for me. And, yeah, I just say over and over again, I remember whether it's that you pushed me towards scripture or whether it's starting cross country and you 
gave me the the it's we don't have a second Timothy we don't have a spirit of timidity anyway yeah. a power love and yeah. self discipline yes kick some booty <laughs> and then we watched a running documentary oh yeah was I was so pumping weird. you up girl <laughs> <laughs> but just in that you're just I, I, yeah my cheerleader and you are such a big fan of me and all of it and so. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for you giving me my best friends. <laughs> Here's your 20 bucks. Sweet. Yeah, <laughs> I know she paid me to say that. Her well, and Brinkley. Love you, I, kid. I know. I love you, too. Thanks for listening to the Made for This podcast. We pray that this is a helpful resource for you wherever you find yourself in life right now. Y'all, I can't wait to tell you about this. On September 26th and 27th this year, Jenny and a bunch of other Bible teachers are gathering in Dallas, Texas to pour into those of you who are leading in your places. Maybe you're leading a small group or a classroom or you're running a team. Whatever it may be, you're invited to join us at If Lead on September 26th and 27th to spend two days being reminded that what you do matters and you're not alone in it. You can head to ifgathering.com to find tickets and use the promo code MADEFORTHIS, all one word, at checkout to get $40 off. And a big thank you to Jake Scott for letting us use his music for the show. You can find more of Jake's music on Spotify. Thanks so much. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review, and we will see you guys next week. Bye.